0: The Katie's Tech Podcast, episode 13, recorded June 18th, 2014. My name is Jason Johnson and this is the Katie's Tech Podcast. This is the podcast where I go over the news stories of the day, usually technology related, that catch my eye. They may not be the biggest news stories or the most popular, just the ones that I find most interesting. There weren't a whole lot of news stories today, which was kind of expected given the big Amazon announcement, but we'll get to that in just a few minutes. The first news story that I did see was that Apple took their online store down for a couple hours this morning. This got everybody a little bit excited. They were expecting new products. The rumors of the updated iMac and updated Mac Mini were really what everybody was expecting. Well that was partially what happened. The store came back up and there was one new product and that was an entry level lower priced iMac. Basically what they've released is a 21.5 inch iMac, it's their new lowest priced model and it's listing for a price of $1,099. It's 1.4 GHz dual core processor, it's an i5 Intel processor which can turbo boost up to 2.7 gigahertz. That really comes in quite a bit lower than the next step up iMac. So for a couple hundred more dollars, you do get a pretty significant bump in performance. What that uh, 1.4 gigahertz chip is, is it's actually the low power processor that's used in the mobile devices, their uh, MacBook Airs, to be more specific. So basically they took that new processor, they just put in the Airs, I believe it's Intel's Haswell line which is really known for its lower power consumption, long battery life, is the result in the Air, the MacBook Air. And they use that processor in the iMac, this entry-level iMac. That's kind of baffling to a lot of people, myself included, because you don't really have to conserve a lot of battery power or use a, use a low power consumption on a desktop, especially since they didn't change the design, the dimensions of the iMac any, so it's still got the same thickness as the higher power models. Now, it does give you a lower priced option, so if you're looking to to purchase an iMac, you can now get one for under $1100, and if you have any way of getting the education pricing, it comes in at $1050. So pretty good price on a desktop, and I've had pretty good performance out of that processor. But if you've got a little bit more money to put with it, you can definitely get a lot more performance out of the next step up for very little money in the long run. That was the new Apple product that was introduced. Like I said, a lot of people were hoping for updated Mac minis. Still no sign of that on the horizon, so we may be stuck with the current design of Mac minis for a little bit. And the rest of the product line for the iMac is unchanged. So no higher graphics models, everybody's hoping for a retina display, just your basic Uh, entry-level processor in a low-cost model. second article I saw today was that Amazon has added their App Store, or made their App Store available for the BlackBerry 10 phones. So if you have a BlackBerry 10 device, which is their latest model phone, running, when version 10.3 of the OS becomes available this fall, you will now have access to the Amazon App Store. And that App Store is Amazon's competitor to the um, Apple App Store, the Google Play App Store for Android devices, because basically, on their devices, their Kindle fires, Amazon is running a stripped-down, modified version of Android, and so it's the App Store that they've made available on those devices is now what they're going to make available to the Blackberry devices. At least the the newest 10 model specifically. Uh, personally, I, again, I, I don't I don't know that this is going to help them out at all. Uh, BlackBerry has just uh, lost so much market share and lost so much name association. You know that when people think BlackBerry now, they think outdated business phones. They don't think anything current, anything they really want to have. So, for the most part, their their name brand, their recognition is just shot and I don't see them having a whole lot longer in the commercial market left. Pretty much the entire business enterprise has moved away from them. It's, it's down to the big three, your, your Apple iPhones, your uh, Android phones, and a little bit of market share to Windows, which I actually like, the Windows phone, but still mainly Android and definitely Apple. And that kind of leads into the main announcement, which is kind of what everybody was expecting. The Amazon event that occurred today is was the announcement of their new Fire phone. And basically they, they have introduced, they've done the same thing they did with the tablet market space. They've, they've introduced a phone. It's pretty much the standard Android feature set uh, spec-wise, definitely not OS-wise, of course. It's, it's running the the Fire OS, which is the Amazon branded version of the OS, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, so again, spec-wise, pretty much standard Android phone phone specs, you've got a standard processor, that kind of thing. Uh, One interesting design feature, they did copy the Apple iPhone 4 design, and for anybody who remembers, that's the glass on the front and back. So it's Gorilla Glass 3, but it's front and back very similar to the way the iPhone was on the uh, version 4 and 4S. And honestly, the end result of that was a lot of cracked phones front and back. You know, when, you, when the back of your glass phone breaks, you know, it's, it doesn't affect the phone, but it definitely, you know, you have a, a, the appearance of a broken phone, and that's, that's not really good. So that was something that Apple moved away from on their 5 and 5S, and it even went to a plastic back on the 5C, moving away from that glass. So it's kind of odd to see Amazon bring that as a design item in their new phone. Most people will throw a case on it you won't notice it anyway, it's just kind of an odd choice. But, like I said, it's, it's the Fire phone, it's running the Fire OS, I believe they said three, version 3.5, but, but I'm not 100% sure on that. The OS is kind of interesting in the way it works on the phone, it kind of reminds me a lot of the Windows Phone interface where you've got your apps that can be pinned into a grid and you can run that grid so you know, your, your mainly used apps get put on a grid on the front and everything else is kind of still available in the old app drawer style with your very most popular ones kind of in a carousel at the top very reminiscent of a phone version of their tablet OS which is exactly what it is of course the big, one of the big selling points that everybody's had for the Kindle Fire tablets is their Mayday button well that's carried over into the phone as well and if you aren't familiar with what that is, that's Amazon's instant, instant and I, I use the term instant loosely, but instant help button where you, you press, and it's not usually a physical button, it's usually a software button, but an, uh, an app that you launch, if you will, or an item you select that initiates a call to the Amazon support group, which actually shows up as a video square on the tablets. I'm not exactly sure how that'll work on the phone, but probably a similar in, interaction. And that person which you see the video display of, will help you with any questions you have, any issues you have with your device. Matter of fact, they even mentioned in the the announcement today that AT&T has partnered with Amazon so that Mayday can also address, probably by transferring you to an AT&T person, but they can at least get you started with any AT&T issues. So you have both your AT&T service and your device help available through the Mayday button and that's a big seller in my opinion to anybody who's maybe not as technologically savvy you know your your parents, your grandparents, anybody in your family that's not you know very technically strong skilled and you need to give them a phone that they can get help if you're not available to help them out so you know, just like with those the tablets you know if it may be a that may be a big selling point to have somebody get the Amazon phone so that they have that help option and preventing you know, a lot of call support and, and have them, the person having to go without help until you, somebody's available to help them. One of the big features they showed off, there was a couple that were like very differentiators that were the selling point of the device and the first one is called Firefly and this is basically Amazon's way to sell stuff. This is really what I expected the whole point of the phone to be. And that's the, basically it's a visual recognition. It's triggered by a hardware button on the side of the phone. And when you press that button, even if the phone's asleep, it comes up within one second, according to the announcement. And you can take a picture of any device. And it basically performs a lookup, giving you pricing and item information. And this was kind of neat because it worked off of, in the demonstration, we'll see how well it works in real life, but it worked off of, just a, you can either take a picture of the barcode similar to the barcode scanners or QR codes or anything like that but it actually worked off of just taking a picture of the device if you took a picture of the front of the game it hits its database and looks up the game and finds you the information again there are apps that do that but it's you know to have a hardware button tied to it kind of makes it a big thing it's basically you know the Amazon shopping method of going into any store and automatically looking it up for a cheaper price online right I mean that's kind of where Amazon's making their, made their name, and especially if you're a Prime member, two-day shipping, you know, it's almost as good as having it available instantly, so, but there's more to the Firefly feature than just the pictures, though. It'll actually listen for audio when you press the button and look up songs based on audio, so if you're in a restaurant or somewhere and you hear a song play, you can actually use that feature. The Firefly feature, and it will actually look it up in the Amazon store, and boom, you can buy the the song right there. So there is another selling point, you know. know, Music and and audio is now an an instant buy item from the store, so more money for Amazon. And then they also demonstrated the ability to take a picture of a television screen, like watching a movie, and they just took a, a picture of the TV while the movie was playing. And Amazon actually looked up the movie. So they've expanded the feature set quite a bit. They also mentioned, I didn't quite catch how this would work, but I think it also has some Wikipedia features. So even if it's not an item that's in the Amazon store, you know, as far as purchase-wise, it still might find you information on it on the web. So it's almost kind of the, uh, a search method using the picture as the, the trigger. They also mentioned some other places where it might kind of tie in using an SDK, which is for developers to actually build on, and one of the companies that they announced that's taking advantage of that API is MyFitnessPal, and I don't know if you've ever used MyFitnessPal, but it's a fitness tracker to help you track health, so you track the activity, you can track your calories, all that kind of stuff, and one of the biggest drawbacks to using it is how painful it is to keep track of your calories. Well, through this API you can use the Firefly feature to take a snapshot of the product that you're going to eat. Now of course it requires it to be a packaged food, it can't just be something you've made and you take a picture of your plate because that's not going to help at all. But if you're fixed to open a box of crackers, I'm just using a random example of chips, and you take a picture of the the chips, my fitness pal knows to add that calorie count based on the package to your daily intake. And there will probably be a whole lot of other pieces of software that take advantage of this SDK. So it's kind of neat to see the options that are available for that. But that, that was one of the big features, and of course, like I said, that's that's Amazon's selling method. That's, that's their, we'll make money off of you buying stuff, so here's a phone method. The second big feature of the phone that everybody was kind of half expecting, but it definitely was totally different from what everybody thought, is the... Dynamic perspective, which is what everybody was expecting to be the 3D. And basically, what you have is similar to how Apple changes the display of the phone as you move it parallax, or what I forget what they actually call it, but basically, where you, it appears that the background shifts. And for Apple, it's just cosmetic, it's just something fun. Amazon is building it in as a major feature. So, the demonstration, one of the demonstrations that they used to show this off. Was they actually pulled up a map, scrolled to an area that had I think I think it was the um, Empire State Building was the one they demonstrated in the demo, and then switched to kind of an angled, you know, 3D maps view. Of course, it's not like 3D glasses type thing, but just where you're looking at it from an angled three dimensional perspective, and then by tilting the phone and moving the phone in relation to you, you it panned or moved around the building, so your perspective shift did depending on the movement of the phone. So that's kind of their advertise, the way they're advertising that feature is that you can kind of shift perspective and see things in apps that you wouldn't see normally. Now, of course, that's going to require a lot of developers to take advantage of it and it may never materialize, but it is kind of the big feature that they advertised and they're calling it dynamic perspective. Another demo they did to show it off actually was pulling up a line of dresses in the Amazon online store and using the movement of the phone to scroll around and through, basically walk around the dress as you looked at it. So at least you can expect Amazon to try to build that into their store as long as there's enough phones that sell to make it a feature that's desirable to work on. So when you're looking at items in the Amazon online store, you can use your phone and the dynamic perspective feature To kind of three dimensionally move around the physical device, the physical item that you're looking at on the screen. And the way it works is kind of using a combination of different things because you can also kind of flick the phone in different directions to make things happen. So it's using the sensors in the phone, the accelerometers, to detect the motion of the phone, but it also has four cameras, one in each corner of the phone that's facing the user that's tracking the person's face and they went through a whole big spiel on how they built that technology up and that was kind of the big technological advancement that they made software wise to be able to differentiate faces from pictures on shirts you know if you're wearing a shirt with a person's face on it how does it know that it's not another face you know so they had to do a lot of work supposedly to make that feature work but again it'll be interesting to see how it's actually used it may be a you know one and done Thing or, or people may actually, developers may actually take advantage of it. It just depends on how the market is receptive to it. Uh, one of the neat things I did, I thought, of the cameras they built into the corners though, is that they are infrared because you, the feature also has to work in the dark or low light or at night. So if there's not enough light, it, it'll either, I can't remember if they're full time infrared or if they just switch over to an infrared mode. But I can see, um, it'll be interesting to see if developers can take advantage of that and actually come up with something like a night vision type app or something. I don't know. I think that's an interesting option to have in the device even if you use it for a different purpose. Now, the pricing was where everybody was kind of getting excited and I think that was probably the largest disappointment of the announcement because the pricing really falls in line with the standard Android and iPhone pricing that's available today. Everybody was kind of hoping that Because it was an Amazon phone, and you saw the same thing when the tablets came out. Everybody was kind of expecting a subsidized price based on, you know, being a a Prime member, which is Amazon's two-day shipping and online uh, music and video distribution service where you subscribe from an annual fee and get access to all that. So people were really thinking that, hey, if I'm an Amazon Prime member, I'll get a discount or I'll get a free device. And that, that, again, did not happen. So, you're looking at the cost of $199.99 for a 32-gig model, or $299.99 for a 64-gig model. Now, those are, of course, two-year contract, and as rumored, only available from AT&T. So, if you're a Verizon customer, you're out of luck. If you're a T-Mobile customer, you're out of luck. At least you're in this you know, exclusivity period. But uh, anybody who's looking to sign up for a new service or is currently an AT&T customer it's eligible, Two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, depending on the model phone you want, will get you the new Android phone. They are offering it without a contract, but it's I believe six hundred fifty and seven hundred fifty are the two prices, and that's that's a lot of money. I, I just can't see somebody shelling out. Now that's that is in line with the cost of most Android high end Android and iPhones when they're unsubsidized, but. I I couldn't shell that out. I, I don't know anybody who actually, you know, pays full price for a phone when you're talking that much money. The one phone that I do recommend a lot to people is the Nexus 5. And there is the rumor of the new Nexus 6 being announced in the next month or so from, at the next Google I.O. conference. But um, you know, that, that phone retails for 350 unsubsidized. So for $150 more, you can get a... Then the subsidized cost of an iPhone or a Amazon Fire phone in this case you can get a full unlocked no contract Android device which is you know really the flagship device of Google is their non-software modified model so if you really want to get a, a look at what the software is there's, there's my recommendation for the Nexus phones the Nexus 5 but again I, $200 is not bad for a phone if it interests you or like I said you have a, the Mayday feature would be the selling point I think if you've got a person that, in your family or, or a friend that you feel would benefit from the or even yourself if you feel like you'd benefit from the Mayday feature and any of these other options interest you you're a big Amazon customer all that kind of stuff I mean of course it does tie into the ecosystem your music and your uh, online video your books and all that if you're a big Kindle reader that kind of thing so if you're already in the ecosystem, there, there's always that benefit. As a matter of fact, one thing I forgot to mention is that it also comes with one year of Amazon Prime. So if you're not a Prime member, you automatically get the first year for free. And if you're not a Prime member, or you, excuse me, if you are a Prime member, you get an ex- a one-year extension. So that's almost a $100 feature right there. I think they've upped their price of their service to $100. So you get $100 back. So that does help with the price of the phone. You really can look at it as a, hundred dollar phone at that point. So if you're into the ecosystem or interested in the ecosystem, it does fall in line with the iPhone and the Android phones. I might even be tempted to recommend it over an Android phone for anybody who's not already really into the Android ecosystem. And going up against the iPhone, with the new iPhone 6 is expected to be announced pretty soon. You know. I don't know. I'd almost be a wait to see if you're already an iPhone customer just to see what the next version is to see if it interests you. So there you have Oh, the one last feature I did want to mention is the online services that you get with it. I mentioned the the Prime features, but they're also throwing in some cloud storage. And for anybody who's familiar with, with Apple's iCloud, you only have a certain amount of space to store your photos, and that's always the struggle for any iPhone user I know is that their backups are getting broken by their online photo storage as their photos are backed up to iCloud well Amazon's completely bypassed that by giving you an unlimited backup space so no matter how many pictures you have on your phone you're good no worries so and the same thing for your backups so unlimited backup space unlimited photo storage for free with your it's probably tied to the Prime subscription but you're gonna if you're gonna have this phone you're gonna have to have the Prime subscription that's just kind of the, the whole ecosystem's built around that so There you have the big news story of the day was the Amazon Fire phone. That pretty much wraps up the news for today. I'll be back next time with more news and technology stories, anything that happens to catch my eye. See you next time.